What's up everyone and welcome to episode 36 of the Justin Insight podcast and what a cracker of an episode we've got lined up for you today. Uh, firstly, let's get the introductions out of the way. You are the listener. I am Tim Birkbeck. I am a writer. I am a lover of films, music and wrestling. I can't say wrestling. Wrestling. I had this problem last week as well. Why can't I say it? Um, but most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Sorry, I don't know why I can't say wrestling at the moment. It's just out of my vocabulary apparently but yeah um i'm gonna start with a little bit of self-promotion if that's okay um so something that i don't say every week but i probably should because most podcasts do um but if you're listening to this show via itunes um if you could please go rate subscribe and review the show uh really helps kind of bring new people to the show uh and just kind of spreads the word really like i do this show to kind of not to get the word out about bands because most people that listen to the show know the bands but just to hopefully get give an insight ironically uh into how the bands work and kind of give them a platform to to talk about themselves a bit more um so yeah and this is just me it's a one-man band operation um i've said it from from the get-go like i use quite cheap equipment um and i'm not i'm not looking to kind of get money from this or anything but i, ju- I just want you guys to to hear the show, that's kind of all I'm saying, basically. So, yeah, if you go over iTunes, subscribe, rate, review would be great. Um, secondly, uh, I made a website recently over the weekend, uh, which is going to kind of act as a portfolio majority. Ma- oh, why can't I talk today? I'm really sorry. Mainly for my written work, but there's also going to be a tab on, on the website for... Uh, all the back episodes of this podcast so if you so desire to check out the interview we did with Rope or the very first interview that we did with Svalbard or one of the wrestling review shows it'll all be there for you Um, I'm in the process of kind of putting things up on there at the moment so hopefully by next week's episode everything will be up to date up to this episode and then it'll go from there so on and so forth Um, I'll put the, the link in the description of the episode but for for those who are listening, uh, it's just timberkbeck.wordpress.com. Um, now I know the show's coming out a, a day later than usual, um, and because for regular listeners, you probably get fed up with me hearing hearing me say this, but I've been super busy with work. Um, but also, I've had a bit of a busy weekend, as I said, of setting up the website. Uh, Sunday, I went to Progress Wrestling's big show at Alexandra Palace. Um, I'm not going to kind of go into too much about that because I think I talk about wrestling to you guys a bit too much and you probably come here to, to listen to bands talk but yeah the show was really cool main event a bit meh but the rest of it was all pretty rad um, and then yesterday uh, I went and saw well yesterday being Monday uh, saw the guys from Svalbard um, who are currently down in Southampton recording their second album um, and we, we we hung out and went and saw it so I didn't get back until quite late um, and I didn't want to kind of fall asleep whilst I was editing the episode so I'm a bit fresher today so editing today will be out Wednesday morning so a little bit day, day late do apologise but we're still here, we're still going um, yeah and also in the interest of kind of getting this episode edited and done um, I'm foregoing the, the film section that I have after the chat with this week's guests but that being said as i've mentioned did go and see it uh on monday and uh last tuesday 
Yeah, because it was after this episode came out uh, when I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. So there will be written reviews of both those films uh, over on justininsight.wordpress.com. The Spider-Man one is already up there. It will probably coincide with the release of this episode. So Wednesday afternoon slash evening. Um, So yeah, rather than race... Sorry, cannot talk. Waste any more of your time. Uh, I'm going to jump straight into this week's guest. And it was a band that I never thought I'd see live, let alone interview... Uh, of course, as you can see from the title of this episode, I'm talking about the number 12 looks like you. Uh, I got a chance to sit down with all four members of the band, which was really cool, uh, before their set at Art Tangent uh, at the festival in Bristol. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was incredible. Like the, the set was really good and it was everything that I wanted. I think I mentioned when I did my little roundup of, of ATG a couple of episodes back. Um, but yeah, it was like super nice to to kind of chat to the guys, uh, sort of talk to them about getting the itch to play again, uh, growing up as musicians and revisiting their material. And they've actually got two new members who I introduced in, in the podcast um, who played drums and bass in, in the band um, and just kind of how that Fresh Injections kind of added a new element to the band. But yeah, enough of me waffling on about the number 12. Um I'm going to let them kind of talk for themselves, so please sit back, relax, enjoy the chat I have with the number 12 looks like you, and I'll see you on the other side. So here with Jesse, Alexis, Mike and DJ, better known as the number 12 looks like you, sat in a barn in Art Tangent. Guys, we've just arrived, so apologies have jumped on you straight away. Um, but how, how are you? How was the journey here? Journey here was great. I mean, we, you know, we took our time. We pet some cows. Nice. Picked up some goats. It was just amazing. What event were you in? Because I think you guys were all sleeping and I was driving the entire Oh, he was just dreaming about oh, that. Shit. Dream, dreaming oh, about right, right. the yeah, cows. Yeah. Nice. Well, dreams came true. Sorry. Well, we are now. on a farm, so... Well, at least that's you, what you I thought I was doing. You might get that chance later. Right, yeah. Cool. Um, so, obviously, back on the road as number 12. Obviously, the I can only speak from the reaction here in the UK, but I've, I've seen your name blown out everywhere. So, how is it feel to have that reaction knowing that you guys are back uh pretty awesome <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's pretty shocking I, I, you know we were just saying it's like uh me and alex had always really wanted to get the band going again and i think when we the last time we ever did a tour with the number 12 was in europe okay. uh and the last show we ever played as a you know on a tour was uh london and i remember thinking you know when after we had broken up, I was like, man, no one's going to ever care. Like, we're, we're so far from there. No one's ever going to give a shit about us if we ever got back together. And everything that's happening is just happening so fast, and it's just blowing my mind. It's still sort of quite shocking, even to be here and to be headlining a stage. I'm just like, why? Why does anyone, <laughs> does it, why does anyone give a shit about this? But, you know, it's just, it's really amazing. And was it all, you kind of mentioned it there, Jesse, like, there was always an idea with for, for you and Alexis to get back to it, but was it... Obviously, I know time kind of is something that kind of not heals, but like plays on your mind, so to say. So, was there always the idea of coming back as number twelve, or did you and Alexis want to do other music, or how did the kind of reunion come about, so to say? Well, 
speaking on just my behalf, I'll let Alex answer his own, but for me, I never, when I left, when number 12 ended, I had no intentions of playing music again. Okay, for any particular reason? Uh, I just got, I was just managing bands and producers, and I was in a band, and it's all I knew from when I was 15. Uh, and I was 25, and I just felt like I needed to explore the rest of the world to stop living in a music bubble. So I had no intentions of ever turning back to music. Yeah. Um, so you know, me and Alex just stayed in touch because we've been, you know, we started this whole thing, and it was we stayed friends, but never had any intentions of starting the band back up until obviously, you know, maybe a year before we actually started. Mm. And then that's when the idea sort of kicked around, where I was trying to get the other guys back in, John Carroll, Chris. Uh, Justin, I was like, hey guys, like, you know, let's get the band back together, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, like the old days. And then everyone sort of, it was just like everyone just moved past that phase in their lives. But, you know, but me and Alex were always on the page of just like, you know what, dude, it's now or never. Like, yeah. we, you know, let's replace whoever we want to and let's, let's make it happen. So, yeah. And for yourself, Alex, was it a case of almost kind of getting back on the bikes kind of thing? Um, I continued doing music after the band and did other projects and stuff, but I didn't plan on doing any heavy music at okay. all. Okay, so what, what uh, sort of stuff were you doing? Uh, like fusion and jazz, like okay. world kind of stuff, and experimental, <laughs> like ambient things, um, which I have those projects and I still work on them periodically, but when I'm doing this, if I'm doing number 12 stuff, it takes up a lot of time yeah. and you got to write the new record and all that stuff, but... Um, I, uh, yeah, I, it wasn't my intention to come back and play heavy music, I, I, I think after after that, so I, I was pretty much done with it, And uh, but, you know, I, I've known Jesse since I was 16, and, and um, great friends, and also I saw there was always a calling and demand for this band, and always surprised, because I don't really, sometimes I, I'm like, who wants to listen to this stuff, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it, it's, you know, pretty hard. Um, it's really nice to hear that that the music has gotten that far and there's people that care about it yeah. and I've gotten a lot of messages throughout the years of people that it's helped them through stuff or, or they just certain emotions they felt through the music and that means a lot so um, you know if, it, if it's anything more I can do as a group together you know and produce more music even better you know yeah. because I, no matter what I'm always going to be writing music and and with this band has it's been my like biggest chance to be able to travel and and meet so many fans and and uh, just be able to play like awesome music plus the energy is great our yeah. fan base is killer and and they've always been super supportive and and uh, just you know taking us so far it's because of them you know so. and mike and dj were you kind of fans of the band before were you like familiar with their with, with what they were doing yeah, I, w- I was a little bit of a fanboy. I went to their, <laughs> I, I went to their final show in Jersey. Oh, nice. and I met a couple of the guys, and I still have that poster on my wall, actually. Oh, cool. So then, when DJ and I got the call, so it was like, oh, Number Twelve is looking for a band. Yeah. Uh, DJ actually got the call, and he called me because they wanted a drummer and a bass player uh, team, like okay. a, a rhythm section. So that, were you in bands together yeah, previously? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. And we, we still are in uh, other projects together. Okay. Um, so we got the call, and I was like, "Yeah, stop fucking with me." I thought it was—I well, I mean, thought it was a thing, joke. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, so, that's, I was also drunk when I called him. And I was at a beer festival all day, and Jesse started texting me, and he was being all cryptic and weird. And I was—and then as he, he always is. And then he's, he's like, "Yo, can I just call you for a second? And I was like, "Yeah, call me. Great." And he's like, "Yeah, so uh, 
we're getting number 12 back together. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, 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 let's see what happens, let's see what happens. And then he's at the end of the conversation, he's like, you know drummer by, by any chance? Like, it'd be cool if we get, like, somebody you've already played with. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I know somebody. <laughs> so then we just started grinding it out uh, on our own, learning some of the old songs, and then got together and just been raising so, since. So for you guys, play, obviously... Alex, you mentioned obviously the new record is kind of in the pipeline potentially, but for you guys, like learning the old stuff, was it kind of, as you said, being fans, was it quite easy to pick up in, in a sense? <laughs> Super easy. Uh, it took us like three hours. We got all four records done. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a grind, dude. We we were lucky that uh, they recorded some stuff with our all of our mutual friend Kevin. Uh, on Trezian, who's now in Dillinger, oh, at his okay. studio, Backroom Studios, so we were able to get some of the stems and make things a little nice. bit easier for us yeah, to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was still like a challenge to you know just figure it all out and like then get together and sound like a band. Like yeah. it, took, it takes a long time. You know, you don't just like you don't just, <laughs> yeah. you don't just learn the notes and call it a day. It's it's a whole process. Yeah, it was also important for me to get as many of the authentic drum parts as possible. Yeah, um, because I think a lot of those drum parts are really memorable and. They're important for the song, so you mm. just didn't want to just rewrite everything. You wanted to have that same feel. So yeah, it took a lot of work, but we, yeah. we made it this far. <laughs> and for, for you guys, like revisiting the, the old material, I think for from my perspective, like any band that kind of comes back and plays older stuff, the the song meanings change because things change with age. But mm -hmm. do you feel like? the stuff that you've written now has a different meaning for yourselves or does it take you back to those times when you wrote, wrote them? I think a hybrid of both to yeah. be honest because um, I think of course the feeling of what it was like writing it and playing it back then of course because of the obvious reason but I think also just sort of like a new take on it because we do have new guys and the amount of times we go through these parts it's almost like reliving these like moments of what we did back then but in a new way because now we're playing it with a different rhythm section and we're just we're older or wiser we know what we're doing we we're like oh you know what that part always kind of sucked why don't we just adjust it slightly and so it's sort of like hearing with a new ear which is quite refreshing so it's been a mix of both in my opinion yeah it was really interesting revisiting a lot of that stuff I, I um, there's a lot of moments where I asked myself what I was thinking <laughs> and uh, also just I, I never kept a, like a record or archive of any like notation or charts of, about the stuff so it was a little bit challenging for myself too to like have to transcribe my own stuff yeah. and just like go back and be like man spend time on something that I already had done so it was like I would get you know it was a test of patience and then it's not easy back like 10 years ago or ever you know we didn't have quite the production techniques that we have today so some of the some of the tracks and stuff are a little bit hard to decipher what's going on between tones and, and production and screaming and everything over it. It's like I have to like really pay close attention to what's mm. happening to remember what I was doing back then. Um, but yeah, I just think a lot differently now and, and uh, it also would take me back to, like Justice said, like how we were thinking back then and certain things that created, uh, provoked us to write these kinds of songs and things like that. Very so. emo stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, lot of a lot of heartbreak, yeah. a lot of struggle for teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were really young and, and there was a lot of uh, inside jokes and things that were like, 
part of our, our group of friends and family and stuff like that. So it's it was pretty cool to like, it would bring back moments of like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. So yeah. that and yeah, it was both challenging and very, you know, interesting. It's like going back in time a little yeah. bit with, with the music. And music is such an effective tool to like transport you. Because yeah. sense memory, like when I hear certain things, it's like fucks my brain up. Like, <laughs> Baby, one more time by Britney Spears. Like, that's it's like it takes you to your happy place. Maximum hormones, yeah. It's just like insane. Like that first piano part. And the first time I kind of heard of you guys, I was probably about 16, 17. And she, I think, sorry for me asking, but how old are you guys now? 33. 33. Okay, so you would have been probably 18, 19 sort of thing. Okay. So, like, as you said, obviously heartbreaking things like that. But do you feel like now that you're back, obviously, you're still, obviously, I know the new stuff hasn't necessarily been heard by a wider audience. But the music that you did play, that it's kind of my generation that's grown up with it, and a lot of people who are here today are kind of psyched to see you because it's that generation that maybe never got the chance to see you. So do you think it's almost a, a chance for you to give those people that never saw you back in the day the opportunity to play the older material? Oh, I mean, yeah, we're only playing the old, yeah. <laughs> Not to step on you guys, but like the craziest thing to us was when we first started playing shows together, uh, like we were all, figured everybody at the shows was going to be like our age like yeah. in their 30s and then there was like 16 year old girls that were like hey, i never thought i'd see you and i'm like how do you even know what this is like the internet's a pretty powerful thing yeah yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's pretty amazing how things have changed now with uh you know we, we always talk about it how back when before we broke up and everything you know we had myspace oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. mp3.com and these kind of like mediums that are just no longer even around so uh, we never got to take advantage of all the social media that is available now. So it's kind of, and also another new experience for us to be able to like see how to utilize these tools in our benefit and, and maybe have more of a widespread um, reach to a, a greater audience. So it's, it's really cool to be able to do this again. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this kind of run you're on at the moment, is this the first run as the number 12 at the moment uh, as in like with first this new run lineup? with this lineup yeah uh, we no we, we've done yeah I mean it's the first one it's the first one overseas okay first one overseas for sure uh, but we've been doing some stuff back at home uh, like one week here one week there but you know but no because obviously this is a bit more sort of extensive so is it the first yeah. time in that kind of sense yeah, yeah. this is definitely the longest story we've done yeah. so obviously Mike and DJ apologies for not knowing kind of your background does but have you been to, to Europe with the other bands you've been in before or uh, yeah yeah, I mean, we, we played a band together called Black Table, and we we, we did a two-week tour last year of Europe. That was uh, that was my first time over here to play, anyway. Um, I also work for a French guitar company, so I get to come over a couple oh, okay, times cool. a year. And I, I also um, play drums in Downfall of Gaia, which okay, is yeah, yeah. Uh, based in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm, I'm here, like, every three or four months touring with those Do guys. Do you know still. Um, the Tidal Sleep, by any chance? What is it? A band called the Tidal Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their vocalist, I know, and he... Okay, I think we played with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's why I recognize the name. Um, but on that note, is there kind of any cities or anything that you're specifically looking forward to hitting on this run? I'm really <laughs> curious. Yeah, I mean, everything has been, has been awesome. Like, it, it kind of broke up really nice. Like, the first 
weekish was with Dillinger, so we knew those shows were going to be solid yeah. and ridiculous. So like that's great. But I we didn't get to play U- the UK with Black Table, and um, just knowing having friends in the UK, I think that there's I think we're going to have some good shows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and. Um, then yeah, just Russia is just gonna be so alien. Yeah, like, yeah I, I don't care what happens in Russia. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited for Glasgow. I've never even been there. So yeah, it's yeah. my first show there. Yeah. So that should be cool. Alex, any particular? I was really excited about Prague and, and Czech Republic, like yeah. any of those cities over there, uh, and they were just as be- beautiful as I imagined. So that was really fun. And of course, I'm really excited for Russia as well. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, never been there. Poland was really cool too. You know, never, never had been there. So, yeah, I'd love to come back again because I definitely wanted to go to Spain and yeah. and all those. And Greece, there will or, be more. But there will be more. <laughs> there will yeah. be Sexy more uh, countries. Yeah. <laughs> Everything on the water. Yeah. 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 All the Mediterranean areas. Got to cover Jesse, anywhere for you particularly? Uh, really, I mean, all of Russia. That's yeah. that's sort of. Um, that's that's a big one for me because I that's that's the big one that I need to cross off my list yeah. of places. <laughs> when I'm not in number twelve, I do travel a lot. Nice. Um, so I travel to a lot of different countries. So for some reason, I've never had any business in Russia. Okay. Not not for no. I mean, it's, yeah, there's not a lot of stuff for me to do there. But yeah, this is a, that's a big one for me. Yeah. Cool. show today as I mentioned before I know a lot of people have kind of well a, a lot of my friends and themselves got tickets because you guys were playing um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for your loss sorry, no, sorry for the loss <laughs> but no refunds though I'm not sure if you guys have noticed it but like a lot of bands that were kind of around when you guys started have started kind of coming out of the woodwork as well yeah. like I think like, only just last week, see you next Tuesday, said they were coming back. Um, <laughs> I knew that was happening. Over here in the UK, uh, Hell is for Heroes have just announced they're doing another run. So do you feel that, I don't know, maybe the bands that were obviously of that ilk in sort of like the early 2000s, who are now coming back in the sort of 2017s kind of period, like yourselves mentioned, obviously kind of growing up, uh, it's the chance to kind of get that sort of more adult view on the music they play yeah. and that's why they're kind of coming back and hitting the road. hundred percent. I, I always say I think that it's very common to see bands like Fall of Troy, Chiodos, all those bands sort of 
getting back together because it's it's now or never. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're it's not like we're all in like uh, a country band and can do this when we're 80 years old. It's like <laughs> yeah. this is it's now or never. It's like you're gonna go batshit crazy playing this kind of music now or when you're in a walker and no one gives a shit. <laughs> I would like to see that. That'd be incredible. So that's why I feel like it's been a long enough break for a lot of those bands where they're like, you know what? I'm older, I'm wiser, I understand things. I was a dick maybe back then, or I didn't, I forgot all of it because I was drunk the whole time. Just, I think a lot of people have their own reasons. Uh, <laughs> so, could be a lot of reasons. I'm just saying there's, I know that there's friends that I have who have said things just like that. Yeah. I know for me, personally, I think I was so young, I just didn't appreciate all of it as much as I do now. Yeah. And the burning question is obviously new material. Like, can you give us a hint as to sort of any influences, any time frames? Acoustic, or anything here we like go. That? Love it, love it, love it. Do Good, it. Alex. Bing, bing, bing. Some bells, yeah. Um, yeah, we, as we said, we were just, we're, we got the drums done. We're laying down the rest of the, the instruments. Uh, I mean, honestly, we're trying to get this done as soon as possible. I mean, in the next like month or two, have the video done, have everything done, put out the first single, and ideally just jump right into the second song because uh, it's already written. We just need to flesh it out and then put that out as soon as possible, and then take some proper time to finish the album. Cool. Yeah, most of the album is written already. It's just that between touring and learning old material and stuff to keep fans yeah, happy, yeah. It, it does take time. So it's it's just gonna be a little bit and hopefully everyone's patient enough to well, hang yeah, in there. Exactly. Hopefully people still are are not just coming for the nostalgic yeah, feeling because yeah. I do believe that that is a good amount of people who are coming for the nostalgia but I'm hoping that we could we don't lose too many people just thinking that we were going to do this one time, play the show, you and carry then disappear. On the kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, hey, we're here because of this reason. That's yeah. why it's, like, very important for us to get the new stuff out there as soon as possible. It's really cool, too, because it's very... I think we've all grown up so much from that. I mean, I certainly, like, my music... Yeah. <laughs> ...knowledge has just exceeded a lot of stuff I used to do back then, so I'm, I'm very excited to apply a lot of things I've learned and experience in life to that. So... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. The new stuff is what we're all really excited about. I know everyone always says that about their bands, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is super cool. Are you guys like DJ? Mm, I'm not <laughs> sure. Well, I, I mean, I'm personally excited to, to have some new material that you know me and Mike help write. Yeah. Because, you know, I was gonna, that that's what I was going to ask. Like, for, for you guys, obviously putting your influence on things, like how, how has that been sort of... Working as a unit, so to say, on written material, not yeah. just stuff that's already written. I think it's, it's for me personally, it's really important to stay true to the, the old records and the yeah. old two drummers, but also bring in new influences, new styles, new composition ideas, every, just to push it even to another level that it hasn't gone to yet. As, as a team, I mean, yeah. as I mean, we, all of us. Like, the coolest thing, learning the old stuff with Alex, is that he's not, we've never had a, like, we have the freedom to change stuff if it needs to be changed. Like if something's not popping, just because it's, that's the way it is on the record doesn't mean that that's how we play it necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the performance is better for it. And it ma makes us feel better being a part of it, but uh, still, you know, it's time to get some new stuff. And the new stuff, sound, it sounds like number 12. It's just, it's new. Yeah, oh, right. I've got two more quick questions. Fire. Firstly, my, my Sharona. How did the idea come about? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how did how did that come about? I think yeah, I definitely remember we were 
were sitting at my at house, your house. And then yeah, I, I think the video came up, and we were just joking around, like how ridiculous or funny it, would it be if we'd covered this song. The joke became more like <laughs> yeah. we started pulling around with it one day out of rehearsal or whatever, and then it just we made like a heavier version kind of of it. And, it was uh, also at a time where no one was like now it's quite popular popular to hear heavy bands covering yeah, yeah. stuff, but then we never heard it. I mean, right? Like there was not a single influence of that idea, and we were just like, how funny would that be? And because we were like literally dicking around in his living room doing nothing, and I was <laughs> yeah, like, was this would joke. be fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. And then that's it turned into obviously it snowballed into doing the actual cover yeah. and, and so playing with his forever. cat <laughs> <laughs> and how I'd like to round things off is to ask you guys what your favourite number 12 song is but with a bit of a twist so what is your favourite number 12 song that you'd like to play live so I'm going to go this way around so DJ if I start with you uh, Proud Parents uh, convention held in the ER I can remember the whole name yeah that song is the <laughs> yeah. best it's, it's just it's so off the hook it's like the most metal song that we play live and it's like a lot of really fun parts and it makes me Super uh, hard when we play it. <laughs> uh, the Gardens All Nighters. Yeah. That was the, the most fun song to transcribe. I used to have some drum students ask me about it, and I gave oh, them, nice. I gave them like kind of a watered down transcription. But then when I joined, I really transcribed every ghost note, every yeah. single hit. And then now when we play it, it's it's just, it's just like the most fun song. Alex, does it have to be a song that's live? Uh, doesn't have to be if you've got yeah. a preferable choice. Cause there, for me, there's a song that I've always wanted to play live and haven't gotten around to it yet, but uh, Cradle in the Crater. Okay. And, yeah. See you, yeah. See, you <laughs> see you soon. That's a, that's a hint for later. Cool. Next, next year, yeah. we'll see you, right? And finally, Jesse? Oh, man. Uh, I think I, I'm sort of coming to this realization now. I think it might be the Devil's Dick disaster. Oh yes, thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad only you said be, that. Only that be, is my favorite song. So. Yeah, only because that one is probably at its core the truest form of screamo for like what we started out as. Like number twelve, we were like it's just this sort of clean yeah, yeah. bass guitar with this thrashy vocal, and uh, and the lyrics for me are so powerful to to sing. Uh, yeah, that one, that one fucking. Perfect. Fucking slays I th- ass. I think that's a perfect note to end on. Guys, thank you very much. Thank oh, you very thank much. So there we have it, folks. Massive thanks to Jesse, Alex, Mike and DJ uh, for having the chat with me ahead of their set. Uh, as I mentioned, they absolutely killed it during Arc Tangent. Um, when they played Devil's Dick Disaster, I absolutely lost my shit. Um, and yeah, it was just really fucking cool to see, see those guys uh, back out in touring again. And hopefully they'll be back over here in the UK very, very soon. Um, as always, you can find out what the number 12 are up to uh, by visiting their social media on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com, the number 12 looks like you. Uh, or you can visit their official website, which is the number twelve looks like you dot com. Um, so yeah, as I said, gonna keep this little intro. In- oh, God, why can't I talk? Sorry, this little outro, short and sweet this week. Um, I've got a few interviews in the can already, so I'm not sure who we're gonna go with next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, more than likely gonna be another one of our episodes in association with alreadyheard.com which uh, I recorded last week which was pretty cool 
Um, but as always, you can find out what we're up to uh, over on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, use the hashtag JAIPod. Uh, or if you've got any requests, any feedback, or you just want to have a little chat, um, drop me an email at just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. Um, so yeah, that is it for episode 36. Thanks again for stopping by, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you soon. <laughs>